Hello, baby. You're listening to My Perfect Playlist with me, Mark Nelson. Hello and welcome to My Perfect Playlist. This is the podcast where I ask interesting people to compile a playlist based on certain categories, moments and memories from their lives. This is episode one. Thank you very, very much if you have downloaded, if you are listening to this. I hugely appreciate it. I thought that uh, it was about time that I got into the podcasting game. I thought it was a perfect time. Now that everyone is finally going back to work and lockdown is over, I thought, yep, this is the time. Release your podcast now, Nelson. So uh, I avoided this podcast for ages. I used to do a little questionnaire, well, not little questionnaires, little polls on uh, Facebook every Friday where I would ask people to compile playlists based on various different uh, categories because I've always been fascinated by playlists. I've always loved playlists. I've always loved making them. I have, I think at last can I count, over 150 different playlists on my own Spotify. So I love it. I love the mechanics. I love the thought that goes into it. I love putting together playlists. And I was always very, very interested in asking people about what kind of playlists they would put together. So I thought I'd make a podcast about it. So what I am going to do every single week is uh, invite some very interesting people, some people I admire, some people who I love, some people who I enjoy their work, and uh, I'm going to ask them to put together a playlist based on the different categories that I give them. Now, I will be honest with you, the first load of these are all going to be stand-up comedians, um, basically because those are the only people I know. Very, very, very funny people, and hopefully the plan is, uh, the idea that I want to do this is not just, well, it's kind of threefold is the way I want to do this. I want to do this podcast in a way that I hope it introduces you to new people, new comedians who you might go and search out and look at their work and go and buy tickets for them. I hope it will introduce you to new music because of the ones I've recorded so far, there are a couple of bands that I didn't know about that uh, the guests have introduced me to. And uh, thirdly, I hope it's just going to be a good laugh. We end up talking, the songs are, we, we talk music, we talk about the songs, and sometimes we end up just going off on tangents, but hopefully you'll enjoy it. Hopefully it'll be interesting for you, and hopefully it'll be very, very funny. Uh, the guests I have already recorded with have all been fantastic. They've all been as funny as I hoped they would be. Their music choices are all excellent. There are some very, very interesting choices and mostly, and what I've been delighted with, is that they have been really, really open and uh, truthful and honest in uh, talking about their own lives, which has been great. And it was something that I didn't really expect to come from the podcast, but it's been a lovely a lovely bonus. You can follow us on uh, Twitter if you search for My Perfect Playlist Podcast. It is at Perfect Play Pod. You can follow us there. There will be a Facebook and uh, an Instagram set up as well, which will all be provided in the description 
of the show wherever you get your podcasts so yeah follow us on there and uh, give us a shout give us a shout if you've enjoyed the episode give us a shout if you're enjoying the podcast give us a shout if you've got any ideas for categories uh, we can ask people to make playlists for if you've got any ideas of guests you would love to see on it uh, that would all be fantastic so we might as well get to episode one uh, my first guest uh, is the wonderful stand-up comedian matt reed matt is one of the best compares in the whole of the uk he is a wonderfully funny man and a very very nice and charming man as well i've known matt for a long long time and uh, we've always talked about music and i thought it would be fantastic to have him as our first guest and to be honest he was the perfect first guest and uh, i love chatting to him about it his choices are brilliant we end up talking about loads of stuff uh, we talk about uh, both of our love of greece too as a film um we talk about the times that i inadvertently invited matt to sleep with me in the northeast of england uh, one more thing before i go um we are on a uh, spotify as well if you search for my perfect playlist podcast i will compile all of these playlists together and you can go and listen to them if you fancy a new playlist. If, you, if you're driving to work after listening to this and you go, do you know what? I loved all those songs, so I'm going to whack that on. And it will be there for you. Again, I will put all of this in the description and a link to the playlist. So we might as well get to it. Please enjoy episode one with the wonderful Matthew Reed. Matthew Reed, thank you very much indeed for uh, joining me and sending over your choices. How are you? I am, you know, tip bloody top, considering that my entire world's collapsed. Yeah. Good man, how how are you? How are you dealing with the pandemic? It's nearly done. Um, I've been I've been drawing. Yes. Uh, I've been. I got a dog, which I'll probably cast out after this. Uh, <laughs> but you know, she's been good company. By the pandemic, too busy now. She's gonna have to go. Uh, but I've, oh, God, I feel actually, I feel I feel bad for saying that because I love her so much. Uh, honestly, it's it's mental. Like uh, like. In what world is your best friend the person that you walk around the, the streets with until they have a shit? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Actually, I'm saying well, you, you're the, you're the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, come from, I come from Sunderland. You know? <laughs> the thing is, like, there's loads of people buying these stupidly expensive dogs, and yeah. there will be that if if you're after a stupidly expensive dog, I'd just wait two months and then get the kennels. It's going to be full of French bulldogs. Exactly. <laughs> That people thought they could handle, and then they realised that they're just riddled with breathing problems and not as cute, <laughs> not as cute as they think they are when they're coughing up their entire lungs on a night. <laughs> God, that's a tragic view, but it's true. Yes. Don't buy from breeders, people. <laughs> so uh, you are you're the first person I've done this podcast with. Not guarantee it's going to be the first episode out. Uh, no. a, lot, a lot of that depends on on us. To be yeah. honest, and yeah, whether, whether, we, whether we focus, yeah, like whether I've recorded it. Considering the amount of time it took us to get the microphones to work when we were setting this up, I don't, ha- I don't Shut hold out up. much hope. We like. did it, we did it instantly and without any kind of trouble. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cheers, cheers for being on. Um, now, because we've known each other for a, a fair whack now, a fair I, time. It's got to be, it's got to be about how long have you been going comedy? Uh, about 12 years, I think. Yeah, but it'll be about 
I think I was probably around in the first year you were doing it because I've yeah. been going twenty two years. Yuck, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember the first time I met you. Um, my uh, my wife, my now wife, that was then girlfriend, was very impressed because you were one of the only people that was actually decent and took any kind of interest in our backstage. So well, that was nice. I mean, I, I know, I know why, but <laughs> well, yeah, she's got class boobs. But, uh, <laughs> but no, no, I remember that. That was, uh, I do believe that was, uh, I do remember that. That was uh, a triple, triple D cup, and no, it was. Uh, <laughs> no, I do remember it was uh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh Junglers. It was, it was, yes, which was, uh, which was a fucking in... hellhole. Yeah, we sat and ate really piss poor chili. Yes, and, uh, chatted. I got along. I got dead well with that. I love. I, I love your missus. She's absolutely great, and it was she was easy to get along with, you know. And I mean, like, I, it didn't take that much convincing to have a 12, 12 month affair with us. So that's good, you know. <laughs> Just uh, um, next time you look at your little little girl's eyes, think of it. Yes, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. I'm so glad you've given me a family. Uh, <laughs> so uh, your perfect playlist. Uh, as far as I know, because yeah, yeah, we've we've talked about music quite a bit before. Almost um, constantly, yes. Yeah, big music fan. Mm-hmm. Look, wait, I was, I was a massive, uh, like, uh, like a massive music fan, like took for years and years and years and years and years, until I got the opportunity where you can literally have any song in the world on your phone. Yeah, and then I've it, it's so overwhelming. I don't really look for new music anymore. <laughs> Oh really? So it's it's kind of ruined the. But it it has. But like I used to use Spotify. I used to use Spotify. They used to have this thing on. Wait, they used to. They still do. Uh, 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 Discover Weekly every Monday. They'll give you a selection of songs based on what you're listening to. And I thought that is such a good idea. And I've made a horrible error of allowing me sixteen year old son access to my Spotify oh, as well. Oh. So it's completely ruined now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely ruined. Yeah. And his playlist. I mean, I thought mine was eclectic. His is all over the place. Oh really? Like, what what, what yeah. kind of stuff? He's listened to some brilliant stuff. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of Oasis on there. He's got a lot of um, uh, his Foo Fighters. He's the first concert if I went to, he ever went to was the Foo Fighters at the Stadium of Light. Nice. Um, incidentally, I was supposed to go and see the Foo Fighters at the BBC Big Weekend that was at mm-hmm. the top of the bank where I lived. Wow. Uh, and and I had tickets, and he was born on that day, so I couldn't go, and I could ah. hear them. I was sitting in. I was sitting there. Like uh, when I got back home on the night and I'd hear the Foo Fighters playing, I was just so exhausted I couldn't go. Selfish little <laughs> but he bastard. he got to see them. <laughs> right. uh, so, uh, but like he's ruined my Spotify playlist. But I used to spend every living second in like I could in a music shop and yeah. flick through CDs and like limited edition coloured vinyl and all that. And I used to. And I got into kind of like weird stuff as well, like uh, warp records and all that. And I, I used to try and find the most obscure, <laughs> obscure, stupid records that they would release. And the best one I've ever found, and I always quote, like, if anything, if anything's weird, I think, well, it's not as weird as that. It was an entire album. <laughs> this is how, like, it was in the avant-garde section in Volume <laughs> Records in Sunderland, where I was the only person in that section at, at any time. It was a man, a German bloke, who was playing abandoned grain silos that were in oh. the desert. <laughs> <laughs> it was 24 quid for the album. That's amazing. That is absolutely What was the cover? It was just the silos with a moody sky. Yes, <laughs> that is. Oh yes, the odd aud- the audacity of that is oh, just and uh, to charge twenty five quid. The most I ever paid for a CD album was. Do you remember too many DJs? Yeah, when they did the uh, the, the the mashups, uh-huh. they used to do that a lot. And uh, there was 
it was very hard to get hold of the the one with um nine to five that went in uh, to um yeah the big one that went into Beyonce and yeah Beyonce yeah. that went in the yeah that yeah. one that was easy to find you could find that but there was like there was whispers it was just whispers that was other ones available and I found them and they were th- I think they were forty seven quid each Jesus yeah and I managed to I I, I just saved and saved and saved and asked because uh, I knew the lad that worked the houses can he keep them aside for us because I will buy them all and I spent I think it was nearly four hundred quid on these albums. And now I can listen to them in two seconds flat yeah. on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Christ, that money you could have bought you could have bought Green Silos Volume Two <laughs> when he released it. <laughs> uh, a devil <a> dream. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so I've asked you to make a playlist based on various yeah. categories. Okay, what is your opening track? The one track that you're gonna go, right, here we fucking go. This is Matthew Reed, this is my music. What track you picked? My opening track is Oh Lord by a band with one of the best names of all time, Foxy Shazam. Hair rock. It's it yes. It's like a it's like a parody, but it's better than that. It's just it's so wonderfully. I mean, one of one of the lyrics is "Keep on keeping on," which <laughs> means nothing, yeah. but means everything right yeah. at that moment. It's it's just this wonderful band who are like obviously it's a bit like the darkness type of overboard, like wow, and they're so good. But this song uh, I was introduced to by um, Glenn Wool, all right, uh, who's a who's a who's a comedian, and um, he's. So he's such a good lad, and he's he's sound, and he says, "Oh, hey, hey, man. he's from Canada. He's not just <laughs> slightly <laughs> retarded." <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, are you all right, Glenn? Should be driving. Uh, <laughs> 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 he says, "Hey, man, you gotta listen to this tune, man." And he put it on, and that was it. Like I, I've used it for intro music and everything. Like uh, it's it's such a wonderful blast of old school, like. Rock, you know, it's like it should be on like a should be on a CD that you get your dad for Father's Day with a journey and all Aye. that. It's, it's a, such, it, it's, it's a, a belter. Like, it's uh, a belter, and it's perfect for that kind of. It is because it is very Queen, and it's mm-hmm. it reminded me of Electric Six as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that kind of bit of fun in it. Yeah, that kind of tongue in cheek. We know what we're doing, but fuck it, we're having a laugh. And it's, yeah. it's just for proper, plus, plus it starts with brass and it's just got big, massive brass instruments all the way through it. And it's just, it's a bombastic kind of hit. Oh, it's just such a wonderful, like, it's one of the, it's it's a track I've, I've had in me, in me playlists for, I think it's a good six years or something. And I never skip it. I still never skip it. Like if it comes out, I just go, Oh, you know what? Everything's all right, you know. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, everything's great. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Do you know how they got their name? I don't. No. So, um, well, I, I, I was looking them up, and um, there's a couple of theories as to why it is, and uh, it's basically um, it's a it's a way of saying cool shoes that they had at their school. <laughs> so somebody would walk along and go, hey man, fuck the Shazams. <laughs> and that was it was. Oh, I was born in the wrong era. Yeah, see that's I mean like just a guy walking along going, damn, those are some Foxy Shazams. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a fucking cool name. And it's it's a that perfect cool. name exactly for the band. 
Oh yeah, it's it, like it, it's it just makes you believe that this this is bloke with the most outlandish clothes is going to kick the door open and go, oh my god, it's Foxy Shazelle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this uh, party's about to get down. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched uh, I watched the video for the first time as well before this, and I was delighted to see that the guy had a moustache. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a proper sleazy moustache. Yeah, as well, isn't it? yeah. Aye, you yeah. could you could you needed that proper Ron. What's it, Ron? Who's the porn Ron star? Jeremy. Ron Jeremy, yeah. Apparently. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's got that. So yeah, it's a cracking, cracking, cracking track uh, to open it up. Oh, it's, 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 it, it is, it, like, it, it uplifts you, there's no way. There's a, I mean, the chorus, it, it, it swears, which is mm-hmm. cool, but it's, it, like, I don't like excessive swearing in songs, and I don't like, there's a lot of, like, I mean, I'm not going to go on about music these days, but uh, there's a lot of music these days that'll just add add the word fuck for no reason. And yeah. Just like, what is it? I was walking down the fucking street. And I'm like, why? Why? Why are you talking like that? <laughs> just, just tell us why you walk down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe for that young yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is the weirdest X Factor winner single I've heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like it, but I don't, I'm remarkably traditional about language. I, I hate to hear kids swear yeah. unless it's hilarious. And I hate to hear people swearing in the streets out of content, like anything like that. But and I don't like it when it's un, underused. So, but when it's used right, I mean, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, like, yeah. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. I mean, that's the best use of swearing in any, yeah. in any song. And, uh, and in Creep Radiohead, I'm always upset when I hear the clean version. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it, it takes a certain band. The weirdest, the most unexpected swearing, I reckon... In a song is in "You're Beautiful" by James Blunt, where he's it's like the start of the second verse, and he just goes, "You could see my my face that I was fucking high," and I'm like, kind of going, "Did he really need to go that far, <laughs> James?" Like, I mean, like, really? Uh, yeah, would have done that, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's no need for the fuck, and also, where you high, James? Where you? Like, yeah, hi, well, yeah. <laughs> I'd I'd walk past a man smoking a marijuana cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the army show you get random drug tests you little lion <laughs> exactly exactly uh, right next song a song that reminds you of your childhood what have you gone for well the song that reminded me of my childhood the mostest was um, Bat Out of Hell by Meatloaf Dad used to have stacks of records, and he used to have the Stones out and the Beatles. Never got away with the Beatles, you know. I'm one of those uh, people that like, I, and, but I won't use it as a badge of honor. So I don't like. Actually, I don't like the Beatles. Yeah, I, I've never get like I, I've never been as impressed with the music. I've gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and it's not that I don't understand their legacy because that would be ridiculous. Yeah, but um, it. I think there's like one of the, the one song I do love by the Beatles, and I genuinely love is uh, "Don't Let Me Down." I, that's a great tune, but um. But I'd never into them. I'd, I'd be listening to them. I was like, nah, not for me. Uh, uh, and I'd go through my dad's other records. And he's like, I mean, he had some dross, you know. Uh, <laughs> we, had, we had Mickey Mouse's Christmas and the Jungle Book Christmas. I mean, uh-huh. I, I reckon they were for us, to be honest, rather than my dad. But uh, but then I found Meatloaf, and the front cover was so good. Like, it used to, like, it just it was amazing. Like, And I think I've always been, been a bit of a little, uh, bit of a little randy bastard. And uh, mm-hmm. the last on the back of the of the motorbike that this bloke was the bloke was jumping out of a out of a graveyard on this massive bike with a, a bat massive bat covered in flames 
and yeah. the last on the back had a top ripped and like and and it was coming out and I was just like, What are you? And um and uh I put it on and uh, and bat out of hell started and ding 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 and I was like, Oh hello and then the the piano kicked he just died recently, didn't he? The like, the rotor. Jim Steinman, yeah, he died, died last week, yeah. I died last week, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, but like uh, it, that, that kicked off and, and it went on and it was one of my dad's favourite but my dad wasn't a very, my dad was a horrible man to be honest uh, and uh, he used to watch the concert like, he went to see Mick Love a couple of times and said oh, what, what was the best fit and he goes I did enjoy it when he fetched the sluts out and I was like come on dad <laughs> oh, fuck's sake yeah I know Jesus. Oh, I was like father man he's oh god oh. He, he, the world's better now he's dead but um <laughs> uh, but Mick Love was like Mick Love was like one of the first bands and I could sing the entire version, of, and the, the, I don't know if you know, but the album version of Meatloaf, uh, hell, yeah. it's 11 and a half minutes long, I think. Yeah. Um, which was really uh, funny, because my dad, when my dad died, the, the bloke says, do you know what songs he wants at his funeral? Yeah, yeah actually, I, one of his favourite songs of all time was um, was Bad Out of Hell. Uh, can we put can we put that on at the uh, the funeral? Oh yeah, of course. So I come in the crematorium, and the bloke hadn't picked the radio edit. He picked the album. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was good. Diddly ding, diddly ding. I was good. Uh, and it was good. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I think they got they got all the way to the bit where it's uh, and I'm down at the bottom of the pit yeah. and the blazing sun. And like the bit, the bit where it breaks down, everyone was like, everyone had been sat down because there wasn't many people there. Because, like, as I, as I explained, he was a prick. But uh, we're all sat there, and it was just like, <laughs> just me love was blaring out over this, over the crematorium speakers. Just get out of here, I'll be gone. And we were like, me and my brother were pissing ourselves. I was just going, <laughs> it was quite magnificent. <laughs> but uh, Battle of Hell was one of the first songs I remember knowing every single word to. Yeah, and I mean, I that, that's, re- quite, that's quite a feat as well for. Yeah. And 11 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. A lot of it is piano and guitar yeah. solo. <laughs> I mean, it's a ballsy. Like, yeah, that, I love I love the ballsiness of it. Because it, yeah. it, start, it starts with just two minutes instrumental. And then there's a six-minute song. And then it comes to what would be happily a natural and fine conclusion. And then they go, fuck it, another five minutes. Yeah. Go on, stick that on. Yeah. It's an entire... That whole album's like a rock opera. It's something like... Uh, mm. And... Uh, like Paradise by the uh, Dashboard Light and all that and through that whole album it's 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 one of me and it's one of me it's one of my absolute pleasures I, I think Meatloaf despite like I mean who calls himself Meatloaf as well I know I've never I know. understood I mean like I'm sure this has been a discussion at some point before but where they've just sat down and go right what do you want how about how about Hell Kiss no it's a little bit too much <laughs> we just we want something dead rock and roll but like and he goes I got it Meatloaf like, who are you <laughs> Yeah, it's just a guy sitting there eating meatloaf. You got something there, son. <laughs> apparently, because I was reading about it, um, apparently it's Jim Stein uh, wrote it. Apparently, it's about <laughs> Pete. It's about Peter Pan. Is it? That's what he. That's what he based it on. He was trying to write a rock opera uh, about Neverland and about Peter Pan. And <laughs> there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of songs. That, and and meatloaf kind of disputes this because he. It's kind of like that. It's got a, if I was Meatloaf, I would definitely attempt to yeah. speak this. Because it's got a proper... Because folk have kind of said it's, it's Springsteen-y as well. But I think that's largely because it involves a lot of a lot of vehicles. Yeah. Which, um, <laughs> he, but, he is a fan of, yes. Yeah, but Meatloaf kind of says it, it, it's like a tragic kind of teenage love story. That's what the kind of... 
Well, that's idea it. It's, behind it's about, the whole. I figured it was about a motorbike that, like, he'd had he'd had an argument with his last, and he'd yeah. driven off on his motorbike, and, and I mean, even the lyrics are like, and I'm down in the pit, at the bottom of the blazing sun, and the last thing I see is my heart still beating. Mm-hmm. So like, he's clearly got his chest ripped open from a horrible accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So romantic. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing I see is my bowels as they release themselves. <laughs> my arteries open, I'm dying painfully like a bat out of hell. <laughs> uh, Meat, can we make it a bit more Springsteen? <laughs> yeah. I really wish I said goodbye to my mother like a bat out of hell. <laughs> I haven't achieved what I wanted with life. <laughs> <laughs> It could right. get really dark down the bottom of that pit. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on a couple of years uh, to when most people get properly into music, when you become a teenager. What song have you picked that reminds you of your teenage years? Well, the first song that I really... Because I didn't... Like, this isn't... Again, it's not a brag. It was just... I, I just was like this. I wasn't... I was particularly... I, wasn't, I didn't really fit in with a lot of people at school. Eh? And became a comedian, imagine. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I didn't really have a, like, a gang or a clique or anything. But and uh, it was the first time I realised that, oh, you know what? I might be all right on my own. Because mm-hmm. um, I watched Top of the Pops that night. And I, there was a song on it that I loved so much that um, I went to meet my mum from work on the premise that I was coming to just walk home to you. That I was going to uh, walk my mum home and just be a nice son when really I wanted to go to Woolworths to buy a, a cassette single. Mm-hmm. God, this is uh, definitely. So, anyway, I wound up the gramophone and got a wax, <laughs> wax disc. And, uh, but, uh, but I had to go to, uh, I wanted to go to Woolies because the song uh, had just come out uh, and it was Loser by Beck. So. One of my still one of my favorite songs of all time, but I loved like I'd heard it and I'd never heard anything like it like at all, and I was mm. so enamored with it. I was like, this I can't wait to talk to my friends about this, or everyone I know is going to love this. It, like, and perhaps this will be common ground between me and everyone. And I got it and I played it. I played that song to death, like absolutely played it till 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 it snapped. Uh, I, I bought I bought it at least at least twice, and then um, I went to school the next day. I went. Did everyone want to talk to the pops in the market? Yeah, yeah. And there was another song which I can't quite remember what was on Top of the Pops that night, but everyone was talking about that. And I was like, Yeah, but like there was that one, you know, that loser by Beck. And they'll get that way you know what? What you listen to that for? And I was like, Alright. Yeah. I get it. I'm not meant to hang out with you. And that yeah. was the instant I realised that I didn't have to I didn't at school where I just didn't give a shit anymore. Aye. That I wasn't in the I was like, people are different. Right, I get you now, and it was kind of that was the more like that was a, a bit of a teenage awakening for me. Where I was, but if yeah. you don't like that, then we can't connect on so many other more levels. That if you don't understand why I like Beck because it's one of the best songs I've heard for years, then we can't we can't connect. And that's the the minute I knew that how important music was going to be to us. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I get it. Because it was, I mean, "Loser" by Beck's just such a tune, man. Oh, it's and great. Also, the lyrics are just absolute nonsense. Yeah. But they're brilliant. It's one of my favourite uh, openings to a song, opening lyrics. Like, in yeah. the time In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. Yeah. Which you've, you've kind of just described. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, and I think I think that is that is the, the kind of beauty of music. And there is that there is that moment when you're a, a teenager. And that's what I hate so much about high school. Because a lot of primary school is very innocent. 
and there's a lot of magic you still believe in santa all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then high school comes along and you spend so much fucking time trying to impress people that you don't really like anyway and you don't really gain anything from but because they've been designated the people that you need to impress and it's such a waste of time and so so it's great that you've had you had you had that moment where you go do you know what we 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 aren't the same people so we yeah. shouldn't we shouldn't be around each other yeah, uh, yeah, that, that was what did it. That that song, that one song, just made us go, right? Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with this. And it was it was a big help actually because I after that, uh, I, like there was there was this one lad at school who used to who was, uh, you know, someone who not actually bully like physically, but he like he just belittle you enough because he was mm-hmm. popular in the group. But if he belittled you, like everyone would laugh. And he used to do it, it was all the time, and he was an absolute prick. And and like I actually bumped into him, uh, not so long back, and he was exactly the same. Ah, it was just an absolute yeah. tit and I was like, Oh good. Yeah. Uh, good. I hope you have a miserable life. And um and there was what I was just listening to Walkman and uh he says, Oh wait, listen now. And at the at the time uh, it was a song, what was it? Uh I mean it's an embarrassing song to be liking, but I just thought fuck it, I liked it anyway. I wasn't bothered. It was a uh, like crazy, crazy yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I just I thought it had a nice little hook to it. And I was enjoying I was listening to that when I was uh was at school. Wait, listen, and he, he literally told everyone like around. He says, oh, "Matt's listening to this song," and everyone was like, and everyone just started like like laughing at us. And I was just like, "All right." And uh, but it was at that point, it was, it was beyond it was beyond the uh, the loser thing. And I was just like, oh, "I couldn't, I couldn't care less." I uh, know exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was such, it was it was a, it was a nice it was a nice moment of realization. Try think who who sang "Crazy for You." <sighs> um, uh. I, Good friend Google and all that stuff. It was a, it was a crap nineties uh, boy band that went. Yeah, nowhere. I like that song as well. It was great too. I'll cut out. I'll cut out this uh, awkward silence. <laughs> yeah, we we well, both desperately Google. <laughs> was it something? Let like, loose. Let loose. That was, that was it. it. Well done. Let well loose. Done. <laughs> Let loose. Let loose. And I used uh, to like uh, colour me bad. I want to sex you up. And oh, I dragged, brilliant. I dragged my mum uh, around about hundred sh- shops uh, for my birthday just so I could get a pink, bright pink shirt like he had on. <laughs> I, just didn't, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> do you find it? Um, cause you, how old's your lad? He's sixteen next week. He's sixteen. How like? Do you find it hard bringing up a teenager? Like because I, I remember with the same kind of shit at school. Um, when your parents would tell you like kind of stuff, they they kind of say stuff like when you you won't bother about this kind of shit when you're older because those kind of folk aren't going to amount to anything like that end that you met that's exactly the same as he was at school but it's hard it's hard when it's hard to actually listen to it when you're that age so yeah, how, have you, how have you found that. raising a teenager i i've been i think possibly over lenient with um like there's times where every time i start like because um i was terrible with eating mm-hmm. just there's an example like i was i was terrible at eating like good food when i was when i was younger and if Edward doesn't, I'll have a go at him. And I, I, my head just keeps going, you hypocrite. Who do you think? What you doing? Yeah. There's that. But then uh, he has found his own way so quickly without me. It's been incredible. Like um, he's, I think he's the only one of his uh, group that's not not gay, like that he hangs out with. And wow. I don't say that. But he like, and I, but I, I kept saying like, if you're gay, that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should probably stop saying that because it sounds a little bit oppressive <laughs> for me. But I just, go, I just, he's, 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 I'm not gay. And like I'm like, all right, all right, no But like he says, oh, me mate, he said, oh, well, she's pansexual. He's, he's she's bisexual. And she, he hangs out with loads of loads of lasses that are either pan 
uh, sexual or bisexual or just just uh, outright gay, you know. Yeah. And like, but he just it's not a, it's not a problem for him. it's not, not 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 that it's a problem, but you know what I mean. It's not like no, it's not it's, an issue. It's... He, he never he never he never blinked what he was saying. He wasn't saying it for kudos. Yeah. He wasn't saying it for like he was just like oh, I mean, his favorite program at the minute, She-Ra. So I'm no, gonna have to have right. words with him again whether he's gay because I don't know what it would be. But she, and it's just like he's he's such his own person already that I don't Aye. need to. The only thing that I've calmed him down about is he's it's his exams at the minute, and he's mm-hmm. absolutely stressing his head off. And I'm going, mate, you've got no idea how little GCSEs mean for your yeah. future. Like he, he's got college, he's going game design at college, and psychology and criminology, which I don't know why he's talking. About. Anyway, uh, he wants to be a game designer, but you know he will solve crimes on the night, uh, <laughs> like the, the worst superhero ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call him Hawaii man. Uh, <laughs> he was a. Uh, that sounds like I had that ready. I didn't. Uh, so I'm just that good, you know. That's the genius uh, of Matt. <laughs> uh, and uh, but he's um, he's 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 steaming at the minute. He's doing really well. But his music tastes. I'm gonna have to like. So he likes really, really good stuff. And then all of a sudden, like he, I'm listening to his. Uh, I think he's got the Verve. He's got uh, Oasis. He's got Blur. And then all of a sudden, that'll be the Russian national anthem. I'm like, what, what's happening there? <laughs> and then he's got, like, he's got like, uh, he's got something like Machine Gun Kelly or Imagine Dragons. And I'm like, but that's aye. just that's just music that's definitely not for me. Yeah, yeah. Not, aye, aye, and just I don't tough. think I don't think Billy Ellis is going to be sitting in the house going. I just hope that 41 year old Geordie lad thinks aye, uh, I thinks know. that bad bad dad. Is a, is, a, is a mint to you. <laughs> it's just one thing you've got to accept after a while. Music has yeah. fucking moved on. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I'll tell you what, you'd find depressing if you'd come. There's a, there's a uh, retro vintage shop opened up in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Sarah, oh, I'll go in and see if I get a night. Because like, yeah, I, I like my loud shirts. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll go in and say, uh, there's no loud shirts there. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what's in there. Everything I used to wear. Oh, shit. Yeah, mate, it's, it's just like going into a, It's like just going into Top Man in the 90s. Yeah. I was uh, like, oh, oh, oh. But then it'll, it'll all come back round again and we'll be the most stylish motherfuckers walking the streets. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably going to be walking by the time we get to <laughs> <our> <laughs> we, we will be pissing ourselves in the coolest trousers that you've uh, Right, before we move on, um, one disappointing thing, because I love Loser as well, it's a cracking song. Mm. I still disappointed that Beck's a Scientologist. Oh, I mean, I'm disappointed when anyone's a Scientologist. Yeah. Or, or, in fact associates with a religion as any kind of standpoint it's just a sad it's it, it's him and jason lee from my name is earl they're the two that oh, i kind of no. go oh really boys come on like yeah honestly that is, that is a massive shame isn't it yeah no. wait, it's like, wait there's a lot there's some comics who are like uh, like actually like full-on full-on religious and i'm like how can you be a comedian and, like, and then go back and go oh thanks god i know i know as i i find that kind of I mean, each, like, again, it's definitely not for me. I just think I don't think I don't think uh, God was designed for me. Yeah, by by humans that he definitely was designed by. Which is surprising because you look like his son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get us wrong. I'm not a fan of his teaching. I'm a fan of his teachings. I am a fan of his teachings. Actually, his teachings are great. But I tell you what, we'll never use them. <laughs> so, exactly. Apart from, apart from the ones where it excludes homosexuals and stuff. <laughs> big fan. They're a big fan of that one uh, in the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> right. Gonna do some quick fire ones now. Uh, Let's go. We won't discuss them too much. But if you get in and see them, happy for. Uh, yeah. Song that always gets you dancing. Uh, no good start to dance by the prodigy. 
keep still with that. You've got no soul. End of story. A proper it's intense dance as well. You'd need to yeah. do. Yeah. What's better? What it's and I saw them live at Taylor Park night five. One of the best things I've ever seen. I know it's it's one of the the, the saddest things now that I realise I'll never see the Prodigy live again. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. And if you did, you'd have to say some sort of shitty sugar babes type version. Of yeah, that. I know, I know. Uh, right, song, a uh, perfect road trip song, perfect song for going on a long journey. Um, yes, by McCallum Butler. Such a, it's a long song and it's just a layer and layer of joy. His voice is unbelievable. And with Bernard Butler playing the guitar mm. in the background and the strings on that are absolute perfection. That that song is just one of the most beautiful pieces of music I've ever heard. I love it. Best walk-on music? It's the one that's on Departed. Uh, sh- shipping Up to Boston, is it? Yeah. 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 Dropkick Ship- Murphys. Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> Sarah suggested it and I just went, you know what, that's right, that's absolutely... It's that's a cracking. It's such a tune. And yeah. if, you're, if you're out on a walk, you will cover twice the distance if you put that song on. You'll start Definitely. marching. <laughs> I mean, you're not getting banners out here and bowler hats and shit, but <laughs> you, know, yeah. you will get to the Metro quicker, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> right, final quick fire one. Uh, best song from a film? Discarding the Grease 2 soundtrack, because that's not fair on anyone. Um, I think the... Uh, and Jaws, obviously, because, you know, the Jaws thing, uh, which they laughed out of the studio. <laughs> Idiots. But uh, <laughs> from a film, I don't think there's, like, anything John Williams does makes the hairs stand up mm. on the arms. But I don't think anything's, like, recently has come close to um, Jurassic Park, which was which is just, like, the, uh, it's, it's one of my favourite films of all time. It's so good. And one of the best things that happened is there was a big like open evening at the school uh, for for Edward, like where they were going to tell you about the it was choices. The whole year's parents came, and um, it was all about the, the they were taking the, the class choices, like which ones they'd be willing to go for and stuff like that. As we all siphoned in, they would just play music, and for no reason whatsoever, the part featured. Oh wow! So there was people's tournament, and then it reached the crescendo just. To, just going to like, nah, 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 nah. Oh, that is amazing. And everyone was just like, well, what is going on? <laughs> oh, that brilliant. is brilliant. That is cool. That I hit, um, we went uh, a couple of weeks ago, we went to a, a safari park, um, mm-hmm. Blair Drummond Safari Park, that was near us. And um, they've added a new thing uh, this year, which is uh, like a dino land. And it's all these animatronic dinosaurs. And when we're, when we're walking about, I was whistling the theme tune. Just, I didn't even think about it. I just started whistling the yeah. Jurassic Park theme tune. And then I passed another guy with his family and he was whistling it as well. <laughs> and we just kind of shared a look and went, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's just, I mean, it's such a wonderful film. Before we go on, uh, to the next pick, um, you did mention the Grease 2 soundtrack. Now, we have sh- we've got a shared love of Grease 2. <laughs> I personally think it's a better film than the original. 
The first one's wet, it's wet as yeah. wet as wet as yeah. boring. The songs are so much better, mm-hmm. and and I mean it does get a little bit more sexually aggressive. It, it is, it is like it's it's for from taking what was an original rapey film and gone. Right, let's go super rapey with a sequel. Yeah, exactly. They get, right, we'll improve the music. Anything else <laughs> yeah, yeah, can yeah. be rampant yeah, 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 the yeah. sexual aggression. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any way we can try and get someone trapped in a bomb shelter? <laughs> and he's going to convince them the world's ending so we can get his end. I know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we can do. It's so fucking awkward. I mean, like, oh God. Yeah. I, mean, I watched, my, me and my brother watched that when I was about 12 and we had no idea what was going on. And then you watch it back now and you go, my God, he's roped his pals into this as well. This is... Yeah. And they were listening. Yeah, this is sinister as fuck. <laughs> it's so grim. I tell you, I watched the other day as well, eh, not so long back, uh, and watched it, and that is just as bad. Howard the Duck. Oh, really? That is, that gets handsy, man. Right, next choice. A song that always makes you happy. What have you gone for? Well, it's another one that, uh, that just makes, if you if you can keep still to these two, then uh, it's either Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys or Sabotage. But I think, I think uh, dance-wise... Like sabotage. I'm gonna go with sabotage. I think it's just such a wonderful tune. It's so good. It's so aggressive and so like, and it just makes you go, I can do anything today. I can do anything. <laughs> I absolutely love that tune. And they're quite fascinating, the Beastie Boys, because like, I mean, they they are a hip hop group. And then they, they just, like on that album, they just they do play the instruments. And I've, yeah. I've seen like a live version of that on Letterman. And they're actually decent musicians as yeah. well. Oh, absolutely superb. I mean, um, there's one track on that album, because like, uh, that was the first time I'd ever seen an album with that many tracks on for a start. Uh, Ill, Ill Communication, it was absolutely insane. Uh, but they had, um, there was a song on that album, and I forget what it was, but it's like uh, just the bass that comes in the background was and that was one of the best bass lines I've ever heard. And I still, until this day, if anything even sounds remarkable, like that, that's all it. I was like, oh, Beastie Boys. I, I, I love a bit of the Beastie Boys though. They're absolutely brilliant. Have you ever seen them live? I haven't. No, that was a regret. And again, one I'll never be able to now. I'd love to have seen Beastie Boys live. I think. I think. I dare say I would have kept near the back. I don't think I would have done with the people up the front slapping into us at that point. The 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 worst time, I, the worst mosh pit I was ever in there was uh, I went to see REM. The <laughs> That's the least. It's one of the bands exactly, I did yeah. not expect you to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was, but the thing is, Blur was doing the support, and uh, it was the day that Country House went number one. Oh wow! Uh, over um, yeah, I went went drove all the way at Milton King. We got an early bus. Uh, like it's what? Can you remember the ticket mask where you used to get the bus tickets mm-hmm. to the venue and back and the tickets? And uh, so we got the the bus all the way at the, uh, Milton Keynes from uh, from from Sunderland, and then we um, and Blur was Blur was opening on the on the way there on the taxi on the way to get the bus. We had ladies uh, because uh, it was such a big deal. Uh, some might say or country yeah. house getting the number one and uh, it says a. Uh, and Blur's done up with Country House. And then uh, when I was, I mean, there was 55,000 people in the Milton Keynes Bowl. It was insane. And it was red hot. And Blur came on. And the first song they played was uh, Country House. The whole place just went, Because the day after, Oasis were doing the support. Oh, wow. That is, yeah. what, what a gig. Uh, and the night after that, 
uh, beautiful South, but that was for the order. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was the Monday. But I, <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, it's for people who can get time off work. <laughs> uh, but it was it was absolutely ridiculous. I, I I got crushed. Like I had to get crowd surfed, and I mean, like, I've crowd surfed a lot in smaller venues because I used to love doing that. I used to be very, I used to be one of the first ones. Up. I used to love it. And, but I have never grown up for as long. I think I must have been up there for like two and a half minutes just going, excuse me, sorry about that. Oh, that's <laughs> class. And I, I end up watching the rest of the uh, rest of the gig from uh, the back. Uh, like, you know, when you get too sweaty and you go outside and I was absolutely drenched and like I, there was nowhere to go because it wasn't a festival. I didn't have a tent right in there and you couldn't go back in the bus. So I was just at the back going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and as it got darker, I was just like, Oh, this is very good. And yeah, what what's the frequency, Kenneth? But I, I can deal with a deal with a coffee later. <laughs> so was that was that Monster Era REM? Yeah, yeah. I I think it was uh, the Monster Tour. Yeah. I, wow, which is a, such a good album. One. I've never and I've never seen a, a band as accomplished live. Like I've seen brilliant live bands, but the it's just something else. He didn't. He, there wasn't a waver in his voice. There wasn't. Not he is superb and hell of a showman as well. Aye, um, uh, before we move on, I and if any when anyone's listening to this and doesn't appreciate or doesn't respect my Oasis credentials, it was actually roll with it. That, uh, oh yes, roll with it. Sorry, I thought say. I was I wasn't going to say anything, and I was like, no, I'm not having people. No, 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 think absolutely. I don't know what I'm talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I've, was was it roll with it? That was roll with it. Yeah, because I, I got I bought uh, I bought some I'd say as well, and I bought roll with it. I, I've got uh, limited edition seven inch uh, numbered vinyl of uh, some I'd say. Nice. So, if if there's any if there's any collectors, out there, <laughs> they might buy it off me for fifteen thousand pounds. Yeah, I'll throw in the the silo green guy as well. Uh, <laughs> right. Conversely, uh, song that makes you happy was uh, sabotage by the Beastie Boys. A song that always makes you sad. The song that always makes you sad. Uh, that would be. Hoppy Polla by uh, Sigioros. I mean, it's it's quite a, it's quite an uplifting song, yeah. But um, my brother used it uh, for his wedding. Oh, uh, right. His, his missus walked down the aisle to it, and then uh, my mother always loved that tune. I absolutely loved it, and uh, it was my brother's tune for my mum. Bless her. She, she probably didn't think about how cruel it was, but when she found out she was going to die, she was like, uh, so it's a bit morbid, but she went, um, I love that track, do you mind if I have it at the wedding? Uh, uh, not the wedding, sorry. She went, I love that track, do you mind if I have it at the funeral? And my brother couldn't go, yeah, yeah, just no, no, mum, that would absolutely ruin that song for me and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, yes, why don't you have that song? So it, like, so, like, it was the it was the song that we walked into the cram when my mum was going through the like uh, just before my mum went through the cancer. Uh, it was like hop up on a plate, uh, and uh, we were like walking in. My brother was like, "Well, that's that song fucked," <laughs> <laughs> and obviously because it like because the song was that important that uh, to him and to us at that time that uh, the song always reminds us of obviously one of the one of the most horrific days of my life. So uh, that one always like always it used to make me mum. My mum was a very, very emotional woman. Like she used to cry at a lot of songs. I think she was just hormonal at the time. Like, because uh, my mum only, I think she was only fifty nine when she died. So like, she was like kind of going through the change at the time. Like, so the the last memories of her was very mood swingy, and uh, but like if you play Nimrod, the the classic, the piece of classic music, Nimrod, you, like the, the, the like that, but in tune, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
would would sneak it under the um would sneak it under the stereo and turn it up and she'd just like and then run out the room and she'd just be like she'd come in and flood say, will you turn that off? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was everybody hurts as well. I used to make a cry all the time. Right? It's a beautiful piece of music, Hopperpaw. It's, oh. it's it's absolutely stunning and it's it's used in because I don't I don't know Sigur Ross that well, but I know this tune, and yeah. I didn't realize how much stuff. It had actually been like you see the amount of trailers, film trailers yeah. that has been used in as just atmospheric background. It's such music. a sweeping bit, of, yeah. Oh. It's such a sweet. Uh, they have changed it. Like, like as as I've gotten older, I've realised that I think I've seen Sigourney three times live, and I've that they have been one of my best live experience. I saw them at the Liverpool Philharmonic, and I have never when um when Tack album which Hot Hop was on when that came out, I have never ever experienced music like that before. It, like, and I also went to see them at the same tour. In Glasgow, it was it was such a good good gig. And what they do is they drop this curtain down and they, they project all these images on over the song and it goes in exactly in time with the music. And it was the first night of the tour and they must invite all the bugs out. And there was this there's a song on one of their albums uh, where they get a git they get a guitar and they get a violin bow and they just bounce it off the guitar and it goes gung gung oh, gung cool. gung. And um, the, the the images was changing like a bird flying and then it was just all like scratchy images and, and it was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. And the whole crowd was going, what? losing their minds. And then all of a sudden it went, goo-goo. And it just went, Windows cannot find file on this massive sheet in front of them. And it was just this big square went, goo-goo. <laughs> but they just played on anyway. And I was just like, that was brilliant. Amazing. But it... when Hop Up and watching that live, I was just like, oh. But Sigouros are... Easily like album tack untitled and um gobble I think it's called Gobbledygook or is it festival? Three of the best albums I've ever heard. Be like, there's not enough track on them. Do you know what it means? Hopper Polar. It, it's a, I think it's a jumping in puddles. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the joy of it's a childhood joy. Yeah, it's uh, when I when I kind of when I read that it just made the songs like extra better for yeah. me. I was like, it's such a it, it, it's it's such a lovely lovely melody. It's such a beautiful. I mean, he's. I mean, to be honest, like, uh, Sigourney are massively, massively up their own arse. I mean, they've got. There's the second album untitled. None of the tracks have got names, and uh, he sings it in a language he invented himself called Hopelandic. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's just one grain silo away from a yeah. twin. <laughs> but uh, it, it's. The album untitled is just like two brackets. If you if you can honestly just uh, have a, have a little more and go through Sigourney's back catalogue because I know the songs you you absolutely I'll send you some yeah that you I know you like because it is it's it's either uplifting or just makes makes your hair stand on end yeah and the videos that they do there's one called Glossolai the video of that is just something else like absolutely brilliant absolutely love it but see uh, but that song always reminds us of me me me, me poor little mum oh that's nice. Song that reminds you, I mean, you've already been pretty open and sharing with mm-hmm. uh, songs that have reminded you of certain times in your life. Uh, mm-hmm. Give a song that reminds you of like a, 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 a particular friend or another family member or a moment in time. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I've got like there's there's a few a few of my mates who are, like um like I've got songs like uh, I've got our song in a world, but um the one the one song that does remind us because I've explained I made my dad didn't get used to get on, but um the one thing that we ever used to do together like one hundred percent used to do it together was uh, watch Sopranos when when it came out we watched it when it came out and watched it like you know when you had to wait a, a week for programs like we're doing for Line of Duty at the minute when that was like just how it worked. And uh, Sopranos was coming out every week, and me and my dad we used to literally say to everybody, "If you're not watching Sopranos, you're not allowed 
in the room and you're not allowed to make noise. If you're going to watch it, then sit and watch it with us. But you've got to leave the room because we absolutely loved surprise. It was the one thing that we watched and we'll watch it together to the point where at once I'd, I'd, I got a bit stoned and came down and said, I never watched Sopranos sober. I used to get stoned and watch Sopranos with my dad. And then my dad says, have you been smoking cannabis? And I was like, no. And he goes, have you got any? And I was like, yeah. So maybe dad had a, had a joint while I watched it and it was just, it was such a lovely moment. And um, we're watching the Sopranos soundtracks fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, my dad was uh, my dad was a, a brutal alcoholic, like absolutely vicious. Like uh, he'd have to get up and down half a he'd down a half bottle of vodka with a special orange juice in just to get on the level on a morning, and then through the day drink like soup and strength lager, eight cans and more vodka, and like and that's 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 just how he was. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a song that came on on the Sopranos, uh, "The Beast in Me." By Nick Law. God help the beast in me. And it's clearly, and like, I think everyone associates it, everyone can look at that song and associate it with themselves uh, and say, oh yeah, that's me because I get angry, or that's me because uh, I get jealous, or that's me because. And my dad just totally recognised it as a song about being an alcoholic. Because uh, the lyrics like, um, and my dad like, uh, I don't know if I'm in New if it's New York or New Year, like that's how confused you are sometimes. Yeah, and uh, my dad just uh, he just said that sounds lovely. I love it, and I just I never saw my dad cry, ever. And there was that just that one moment my dad cries, and I was like, oh, I went, I've got a soul. Yeah, ah. and uh, and it was just because he recognised himself in the song, and that's that's music, and you know? like that's just like someone is. Someone has shut off, and he was, I mean, he survived for like six years longer than he should off spite. Uh, just, <laughs> just, 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 he probably met death and just wanted to wind them up. Uh, like he, he kept going for that long just out of spite, just to wind me, my brother, up because we can't go and keep visiting him when he was just the most joyless human. And uh, but it was a one more, yeah, there was a little, tiny little crack in his armor, and he just that song got through to him, and he was just like, "All right, I." And it's such an amazing song. The lyrics are wonderful. It's great. Like, it's such an understated song yeah. as well. And it's the way Nick Lowe sings it as well. And and I mean and like you said, you kinda summed it up perfectly. It, it is it is a song that everyone can look at and recognise something in their own self. Yeah, of course. That right. he's describing. But it, it, I mean, it's Johnny Johnny Cash cover version of it as well. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's, it's, I mean Johnny Cash is Absolutely brilliant. I haven't got any Johnny Cash things in, but can I just say I like Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice. I mean, that, that kind of this is. That, I mean, this is part of the reason why I wanted to do uh, this podcast was moments like that because obviously your dad's a man that you've had struggles with and a difficult mm. relationship with, but that the a song that reminds you of someone and of a particular moment. Is with your dad, so that kind of shows you that music can, yeah, yeah. bring people that even apart together. Yeah, yeah I was. Surpr- I mean, like, like that's not like saying that. I did see a weakness in my dad, and I did have a little bit more like, uh, all right, okay, you are, you, you're still a man, you know. Mm. Because I mean, it's, it's hard to look at your dad as like anything other than like your dad. Yeah, and uh, like, and just that one night we had a, we had a joint together, and we just haven't like it was just like a bit human, and then he just. And he just like he clicked, and he just went. And it was just like he he showed himself for a bit. Yeah, it was just like, and it was because of a song, which was uh in in a, in a beautiful song. 
Right, some more quick fire ones before we get on at your little end of your playlist. Song you always do at karaoke. I'm a believer by Vic and Bob. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. Not a If you go up and do karaoke and you do a slow ballad, you're a, you're a prick. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And no one, if, if you're a really good singer and you go and do karaoke, you're an arsehole. Yeah. You can sort of, you can sort of. We, we don't want we want to hear we want to hear uh, Uncle Jack, who's had a few too many singing there. Uh, Sweet Caroline, we don't need to hear. We don't need to hear you doing Leanne Rhymes. How do I live without you? Well, and also you need to do something that the entire crowd can join in with yeah. as well. Because it's not about you; okay. it's about the fucking night. So. Exactly, I can mind going up and karaoke and going, I'd like, if I did the beast and me, <laughs> exactly, yeah. everyone's, like, everyone's just looking at the drink score. <laughs> uh, best cover song, best cover version you've ever heard? Oh, this, I mean, this was this was one of the trickiest questions ever, but I did go with eventually because it's so fun. The uh, the darkness's version of um, Street Spirit Fear Out by Radiohead. <laughs> It fits so well, though. Yeah, the way it's, it's done it, it. it works is such a it's such a like a hard work. It's when they when they sing "Fade" because his voice is phenomenal, and when he hits that note that I, I I'm not even sure what note it is for "Fade Out." It, it's just it just blows you away. You say, "Whoa, that's brilliant!" Absolutely loved it. That is good. Uh, best song you've ever seen live? Uh, "Do Hast" by Ramstein. Do Hast. Do Hast. I went to see Rockstein at uh, Newcastle at Arena. Um, I have never because he was a pyrotechnics uh, expert, and when he's singing "Do Hast," we do, do Hast, and then all of a sudden he had these two boxes on his hand, and I was like, "What's them?" And he just put his hands up in the cross in the air, and these two flames shot out about like must have been about twenty meters, nearly hit the top of the, uh, the top of the arena, and then they all set fire to the microphones, and then the keyboard player. Was uh, like going up and down the uh, going up and down the stage on a segue while he was playing oh, the guitar, uh. while he was playing the guitar. and then the guitarist got into a dinghy and the crowd <laughs> passed him over while he was doing oh. the solo. I was like, "What the fuck? See, you don't get enough of that. You really no. don't. Like you t- over the top rock is Aye. nothing touches it live. It's and something it, else. And the thing is with Ramstein, it's not even like it's not like hair metal. It's not like Van Halen or something doing oh, that evil. kind of thing. It's, it's fucking German industrialist music. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> there wasn't he going out with one of the members of Steps? What? What? I'm sure the lead singer of uh, uh, Ramstein went out with one of Steps for a while. No. Yeah. What? I mean, can you imagine the, their album? Jesus <laughs> Christ. That is incredible. I'm gonna have to check that out. The minute the minute we finish this, I'm gonna check to see which one of his steps it was. Favourite guilty pleasure? Uh OPP by Naughty by Nature. Get out with OPP, yeah, you know me. Get out with OPP, yeah, you know me. Get out with OPP. It's it's I mean the lyrics are absolutely ridiculous. It's not just about banging other people's girlfriends. But it's just such a jolly little tune. And the da 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 background. It reminds us of Sesame Street. Yeah, it's really nice. The wee sample they use is amazing. Yeah, yeah. 
It's like the Sesame Street version of how to cheat. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, let me show you what it's all about. First of all, you pick one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, what are your main choices? Uh, a hidden gem, right? A song or a band that not many people will know about. It could be like a song from a well-known band, but not one of well-known ones, or something completely left field, but you think it's amazing and you think people should know about it. The song that's like that for me is I heard it recently as well it's sung by a band or a singer I'm not sure which one it is because I just found it on Spotify and I love it so much it's called uh, Dear McCracken Dear McCracken This is already great Dude's got a pen pal and a killer last name She opens with an It's so wonderful It's, it's about uh, a bloke that's like watching a woman uh, write an email to someone who she loves but like is really holding back when he's on the plane and he's like and it's like dead funny uh, as a song and it's so it's just but it's like it's really charming it's very very similar in style to uh, Sally Cinnamon yeah actually it is no I can't think of it yeah because yeah. the whole story of Sally Cinnamon is you found a letter in a pocket of a jacket and uh, and it was addressed to someone called Sally Cinnamon so he wrote a song about her and it's this bloke like just the first I think the first thing uh, at uh, the screen's facing me and that inside eye of that shit so of course I'm going to read it <laughs> that's one of the lyrics and uh, it's so lovely it's like and it's it's all about like uh, it's all about not taking a chance of being old uh, like being a bit older and it's about how surprised he is that um, there's a woman who's clearly in like uh, in a, it must be in her 40s is writing this email not knowing what to write and being scared to send it and not and being scared to show our feelings towards this fella and it's about him going whoa I thought by the time you got to that is that would be all sorted out and it wouldn't be a problem anymore but it clearly is and it's such a lovely such a lovely song and it's funny and it's so beautifully sung and it's so catchy and like everything about it i just absolutely love it and i think i think i, I don't know why everybody doesn't know what that song so did you you just came across it on spotify yeah it was it was a that was one of the the wins from discovery discover weekly it was such a like, I absolutely adore that song now. Because it's by a band. Well, I don't know if it's a band or not. It's called Bug Hunter. Bug Hunter, right? Yeah, and I, I could find so little about them online. Like, any time you searched the song, it would just come up with the lyrics or the chords. But there was yeah. so little about the band, so little about the song. That's a shame, because, like... I'm sure. I'm sure that they'll, I'm sure that they paid that again, because they just seem like... They seem like very, very skilled lyric writers. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there was a song... There was one song that did really well, I think, because the internet that I quite enjoyed it was a Mario Kart love song, where where a bloke wrote a song all about uh, Mario Kart, but in in, uh, in the in the terms of, like uh, being in love, uh, in love with this woman, but like uh, as if they were in the Mario uh, Mario Kart. Yes, as if they were in a Mario Kart. It was a pretty <laughs> odd song. Uh, you should have heard his next one, <laughs> Cucumber Skateboard. Was, uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, Mario Kart one. It's like. Um, there's a red shell coming. You, you go into first. Uh, I'll go in. I'll go ahead. So it hits me instead. And it's just so, it's such a lovely little. Uh, it's such a lovely, such lovely lyrics and that. But like again, I think there might just be like people that muck about doing music on the internet that get lucky with one song, which I quite like as well. I think yeah, yeah, one yeah, yeah. wonders because I mean you definitely become if you do a good one hit wonder you become a quiz question for eternity. Ah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. A, a proper. It's a cool legacy. Yeah. yeah good course. Definitely. Right, next song, Total Free Rain, just one of your favourite songs that you think should be on a playlist. Common Paper by Paul. Winter's flat, you've always shown 
that might be my favourite song of all time. Yeah, because when we when you sent me through your uh, choices, I texted you back saying that we could we could pretty yeah. much spend a two hour podcast just talking about this song because it is phenomenal. It's just, it's just, there's nothing there's nothing touches it. I mean, um, in fact, I tell you what's really because I've I've moved to an area in Newcastle called Jasmine, which is very very high on student like uppity little entitled privileged little prick students i mean you know the lockdown i've been fine with them <laughs> uh, but i would i would throttle every single one of them but um the, the other morning i was sitting and one of them pulled up to pick up henry and henrietta from upstairs and uh, they were blaring out common people and singing along and i was just like you don't get to sing along to that you <laughs> I don't, you clearly yeah. don't know what that song's yeah. about it the it they are the anti antichrist of that song. <laughs> like the the, it, the ones that pretend to be poor because they're all out the back out there like upcycling. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, just, they're yeah. Just it, they're just painting it white, and uh, <laughs> and they're out there like and they're all singing and singing bad music and that. And there's not one of them like not one of them like I don't I don't think any of them have got a job uh, out like that. And they're, uh, and they're out there singing and dancing and drinking as if like. How, I mean, they can afford to go to uni for a start, so that's a that's a that's a big yeah. giveaway. Uh, and and the stay here and the rent round here is ridiculous, and it's it just attracts a certain mm. type of prick, which is exactly what Colin yeah. is about. It's one of the first songs I've ever heard, and one of the first songs I fell in love with. That's a proper social commentary, because it is yeah. is that idea that 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 kind of idea which still hasn't gone away. That kind of that kind of poverty porn patronising kind of social yeah. voyeurism that. Giggling and yeah, noodles. people that um, people that ha- oh my god, look yeah, at this. yeah, people that have wealth and are comfortable find it find it hilarious at the kind of antics of working class people. Yeah, and that, that well, that's what they do. I mean, they go, oh my god, this is so crazy. Yeah, and and you're just like, you've got no idea. And yeah. then, but to, 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 it actually infuriates. I was lying in bed and this, this car came to pick them up and I said, you'll never, and it opened up, you'll never live like common people. And I was just like, I felt like kicking the headlights in. <laughs> <laughs> revealing, revealing me lineage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think it was the defining song of Britpop? Uh, I think it, it was everything Britpop was about. Uh, yeah. I th- uh, genuinely, like I mean, you can keep you wonder what. Like, uh, this is going to be controversial for you, uh, but I was I was keen on Oasis, but I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't a, a worshipper of Oasis. Right. Well, thanks very much. Join us. <laughs> it's like there's a few bands from the nineties that I know you like that I'm looking at, like Kasabian. I don't like them yeah. at all. Uh, like, uh, but um, like, but at the same time, like. Like I'll, I, there's nothing comes close to like. I mean, I listened to some some of. I've re-listened to some of the bands I used to be absolutely obsessed with in the nineties, and I should mm-hmm. not have because I was cringing at the lyrics. There's a band called Smash which I obsessed over, like obsessed over, and I was so excited I was going to see them one day, and I, I was talking about it for weeks, and then I went to see them, and I didn't get in because I didn't look old enough, and that me, uh, I had my brother's, <laughs> I had my brother's birth certificate, and he says, "When's your date of birth?" I went. Um, because I didn't bother to learn it. I went, it's <laughs> it's on here. Imposter birth to me because I didn't know my birth yet. And he was like, sorry, son, you can't come. And I came back to school, and uh, you know the classic bullies. Mm-hmm. I was in maths with some of the classic bullies, and they were like, how was your gig? And I went, I didn't get in. And even they didn't take the piss because they knew how excited I was to see them, and I didn't get in. And they just went, oh, 
I just turned back around and and uh, I'll listen to them recently and I have never seen anyone try to crowbar as many words into a chorus. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Your, vision, your, your face is evervescent. I feel ever present. Uh, like, what does that mean, lads? <laughs> there's, a, there's a start to um, one of the songs uh, by Menswear. Because menswear are always the kind of poster boys for how ridiculous Britpop got. Yeah, they were like given it. They were given a record deal before they'd even written a song. Yeah, and um, there's there's a song that was one of their singles. Um, I'll manage somehow. No, I think it, I think it's I think it's stepping stepping in or something like that. Yeah, but they like it starts off so out of tune. And they don't even bother to fix it. Like it's unbelievably bad. Like they, oh. they, they it's just that that kind of that, that which I quite like. I like that level of how excessive Britpop was. Yeah, that they couldn't even get. They couldn't give a fuck as yeah. long as the band looked good. Yeah, and exactly. they could stand with guitars. Then they just release anything. I've got Daydreamer on seven inch uh, with the the little promotional plastic bag. Uh, with menswear written on it still because mm. the I always remember because the A in menswear was the at symbol yes and, 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 and I mean at that time kids you understand this but the at symbol was never used yeah <laughs> uh, I have a fucking clue what it was <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, I mean I'll tell you what we listened to the other day as well uh, I was just putting like uh, Sarah Sarah's very good my girlfriend's very very good at um, music quizzes so I just put Britpop 90s on and I started playing through and actually got everyone within like three bars Amazing. Uh, apart from ones with stupid like intros you know like uh, but um, she even got Northern Uproar <gasps> from a window yeah shut up lads <laughs> right end of playlists Right, mm-hmm. the night has come to an end. Yeah. Kicking out time. There's one more song to close <laughs> out the night. What you have you picked? Song. You know what song <laughs> this is, but me and Mark have got a very, very personal song together. Because uh, yes, <laughs> we did a gig in. Uh, I think it was in Blythe. Was it? Was it Blythe? It was. It was in that Blythe Cramlington yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, it was in Punch. It was for Punch Drunk, and uh, yeah. we were going to stop all night drinking and telling tales, and we got. Bladded, and we mm-hmm. got uh, we got set worst in uh, one of the lads' flats that organises the gig, and, uh, and we're both like propping our heads up and like still trying to get no. We said we're going to stop up and have a chat. We're stopping up <laughs> and having a chat, and I went to the toilet and I came, <laughs> I came back, and Mark had gone missing, and uh, all I could hear was. <laughs> All I can hear is Elton John, hold me closer, time dancer. <laughs> and I was, he'd half attempted to get out of chest and go to bed. He's just on the bed with his pants down. Lying down with, with his phone doing tiny dancer on repeat. It was possibly one of the favourite things. That I, I mean, I say he, he was trying to get in the bed with his pants down. I don't know if it was an invitation to this day, but um, it's one of it's what it's it's one of the things I'm always going to regret not testing out. <laughs> but that was it was genuinely just like that seemed like you know what that song has definitely told us it's time for bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
Oh, very close. And I was like, so I tucked you in and I, and I stumbled off to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's such a good song. Oh, like, it's such a German. It's so good. Like, it's not even... Because I hadn't, like... I don't, had you heard it before the film Almost Famous? Uh, no, 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 I don't think. Like, I, 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 I think I might have, but I, I'd never really paid it much, uh, much, much heed. But um, oh, what a film that is now! Aye, it's it, it's just and it's it's a perfect song for an end of a night because again, it's a long, it's a big sing along song. Yeah, and you can invite men into your bed <laughs> by I knew just it. their ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in case anyone's wondering, it is a lovely bomb. Matt Reed closing out his playlist, his perfect playlist with the arse showing <laughs> anthem that is Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Matt, thank you so, so much for this. My pleasure. First recording I've done. Thanks so much for being so honest and so open and for giving us some absolute belter tunes. That's uh, that's my pleasure entirely. I think it, it was it was so nice to like think about. Like, like, obviously, I mean, like, with, with lockdown, that you've, my mind's been all over the place, but, like, to have this to concentrate on, it, I was cook, I was cooking tea, just going, right, do I want this? Do I want that? My me, me chicken's like, in the back of it, I'm like, but, but, intergalactic or sabotage, which one? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's brilliant. I'm really glad uh, you enjoyed doing it as well, and uh, thanks so much, uh, and I'll see you soon, pal. Fingers crossed, mate. All right. Take care. Bye now. And that's that. Episode one done. Thank you very much to Matt Reed for joining me and being my first guest and being such a good first guest. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please get in touch with us on Twitter. If you have enjoyed it, please tell your pals because word of mouth is still probably the most important thing when you're trying to release something new. If you fancy and you have enjoyed it, leave us a review. That'll be cracking, and I'll be back next week with another guest making up their perfect playlist. So until then, I will leave you with the words of the brilliant Elton John, who said, The great thing about rock and roll is that someone like me can be a star. See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>